Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25. Because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington. Welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. Welcome, ladies. Welcome back. Hi. Hi, 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 everybody. How is everyone doing today? Do we really want to (laughs) know? Yeah. Because, yeah, just how is everyone doing today? We're doing well. Giving. Mm. Mm. Giving. Yes. All right. Great, ladies. So I'm glad that we're back and everyone's safe. Um, This today, we're going to talk about in this episode about Barbie and Ken BS. And the BS stand for, Terry? Bullshit. Sakafet, you're listening to Unfiltered Lyman with BLT. Every week, we will reflect on our journeys on trying to navigate between our parents' traditional culture versus American culture. We are your hosts, Bertied, Lisa, and Terry. No one's talking, so let's get unfiltered. <laughs> yes. Just like yeah. that. The Just emphasis. like that. Yes. You see how I said it hard? Bullshit. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Barbie and Ken BS people. This is what we're going to talk about today. Mm. So, ladies, um, the reason why I brought this topic up and I wanted us to discuss, I came across this Nigerian writer and she said some words that really were profound and really moved me. Oh. Lisa, who's that author? Who's the person who said that? It's a Nigerian writer. Um, Jimamanda? Ngozi Adichie? Yes, her, yes. And she actually said in Beyonce's song, Flawless. Hmm. Hmm. Because I am female, I'm expected to aspire to marriage. I'm expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? I know a woman who decided to sell her house because she didn't want to intimidate a man who might marry her. We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and she also has a TED Talk where she actually goes more into depth. She actually talks about we should all be feminist. Okay. So that really stood out to me, and I wanted us to talk a little bit more today about why do we have these double standards, you know, boys versus girls mindset and conditioning. 
Mm-hmm. So I wanted us to talk a little bit about that today. So Allie, before we start, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, since Lisa is bringing that topic to light, how do you feel? How does that affect you being that you have a brother? How it affects me, you know, thinking back to, again, being first generation in this country, um, there's a lot of stereotypical ideologies that come with the West Indian culture. For example, the girls, you know, you'll find someone to marry, but where the boys, they spend more emphasis on them, like make sure you go to school, you go to, you know, get a degree, go to college because you're going to be head of household. You're going to be the breadwinner. In my experience, for example, there are things that I felt that I had interest in. I mean, simple things like my dad might be working on the car and I want to go outside and help him work on the car. But my mom might be like, you know, girls, little girls don't do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I seen, you know, and then also to like college, getting a partial scholarship to North Carolina A&T. And it's like, you know, well, you could just go to the community college down the street. You know, um, how did that make you feel? It made me mad. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I I mean, I was angry because I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't understand, like, what do you mean just go to the school down the street? And then my brother's younger than me. So then, you know, as time went on and it's like, well, hold up. How come he gets to go away to a big college? And I was told, go down the street to a community college. You know, as I got older and I'm on my own and I'm ready to buy a house, it was like, you know, well, you know, why don't you just wait till somebody comes along so y'all can do it together? You know, you don't want to do that by yourself. Did you voice how you felt about that growing up or even now as an adult? Um, I think when I first moved out and definitely around that time when I first was ready to buy a house. I mean, this was back 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I first wanted to. Um, Yeah, I expressed it. It made me very angry. I don't understand, like, why is that told to me? And I'm like, I would think that you would encourage me to buy a house, you know, because it's all about investing your money, putting it in the right place, you know, those positive things. Why would you discourage me and tell me to wait for someone, for a man to come along? But what was the answer? Like, so when you express yourself, what was the explanation giving to you? It's a lot of work. You don't want to do that by yourself. You know, it's better when you do it with someone opposed to you doing it yourself. Did you feel that they felt that you were strong enough to do this on your own? I think I don't think it's strong enough because, I mean, I went out on my own and was doing a lot of things that they probably didn't expect for me to do. I guess they thought I was going to stay home longer than what I did, but I think it's just their upbringing and the ideologies. Like, you know, you wait till you get married and find a man and you guys can go and do these things together. You know, it's not culturally that a woman's going to go off and do this on her own. You're right. Yeah. So culturally. So what you brought up is a good point because I think there's a couple of things that you said, cultural aspect, because I know that's one of the differences in American culture, I feel, than Caribbean culture for women, not mm-hmm. for male, but for women. I want to specify mm-hmm. that because I don't want nobody hit me up in my DMs and all that. But we as female daughters can stay in our parents' house no matter how old you are until you get married. Yes, that is correct. In the 
American culture, like I feel like to some degree you could stay in your parents' house being like a daughter, but at the same time, they also look at it like, oh, you should be independent, right? Uh-huh. So you can move in like, you know, maybe in an apartment or maybe, you know, have to be on your own and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then in my family, it's a little bit different because we have a lot of strong independent women. So I was taught it was a little bit different to have my own. My mom is an entrepreneur. My aunts are entrepreneur. They're very strong, independent women. So even back home, they always had their own house. They always built their own. So when they were old enough, they had land and they built their house, right? So when then they got married, they had a land with their husband and they built. So they always had their own and they always did their own thing. So my mom instilled that in us very young, like, hey, don't depend on anybody to provide for you. So I think it's just a little bit different just because their mom was that independent person for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, sometimes mm-hmm. you learn by behavior a lot mm-hmm. of times is how, but at the same time in the culture though, it is the thing of, Oh, you need a husband because the woman is supposed to take care of the home, the mm-hmm. children. So even though they were independent, but their independency was still in the aspect of being that role, like playing that role, you know, how people, People say defining the roles. So it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you still got to make sure you, you know, you pop out a few babies, you know, you still mm-hmm. got to make sure like when he came home, you know, his food was on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of things, like you said. And I also know that for my family, a lot of the like my mom's generation didn't they went to a certain level of school. So mm-hmm. once they got married they didn't have to, or they didn't were they were not pushed or challenged to be like, Oh, what do you want to be? Go ahead and go out there compared to like some of their brothers. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That it was like, Oh, you know, well go to school, like push them to go to, to learn a trade. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Push them to. So I think culturally, I think you are right that there is a different mindset, you know, within or culture. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, you know. Yeah. And I wonder also too, and as I'm, I've gotten older, I try to put myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. This part of me that wants to say like, okay, yes, owning a home. Yes. Potentially a lot of work. Yeah. Maybe you feel like you're coddling your daughters because you don't want them to have to worry about anything by themselves. Yeah. I kind of want to give them that. But then there's a flip side where I feel like growing up, it's always like they taught us about independence and not relying on other people and being Mm -hmm. taken care of yourself. But if you think about it, that's kind of a contradiction Mm -hmm. because part of me being independent, you want me to be independent. You want me not to rely on people. This comes along with it, too, is is home ownership. Okay, so now I got the good job. I'm making the money. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit on it. What? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think the whole full picture of part of being independent is now it's home ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's part of being independent to a certain degree, though, to a certain degree, I feel, because I know there's an uh, I have a friend who's African-American and I know she was telling me the story of her great grandmother back in the day. So that's what maybe 40 years ago, however many years ago that her grandmother married her great-grandfather 
not because of love, but because back in the day, if you had Lynn and you, you seem like you provide for a, a, a woman, you would marry. So it's not like us. Like you said, now I feel like we look at it as, okay, well, I want to be in love and I want to be with somebody that not only could take care of me, you know what I mean? But could provide me the whole picture. And I think back in the day and maybe for our parents, I'm not sure. I would, that's a question I would have to well, I don't want to ask that question of my mom because that's a whole can of worms. But, oh, you know, it makes, yeah. me, it makes me wonder, like, you mm-hmm. know, is it the same kind of mindset? Because if if let's say your great grandmother was taught like, hey, you need to be able to have a man like, OK, sometimes I mean, it may not be love. Sometimes it may be can this person provide for you and your children? And if she's being taught this right and she's passing it to your grandmother, what is her grandma? So your grandmother's passing it to her kids like, yo, you need to. To find a husband that could provide for you so then at what point did it change so fast forward to the american culture that's called a gold digger <laughs> i ain't saying she a gold oh. digger but at the same time like yes and no because i know in and dealing with Africans, like really from Mother Africa, mm-hmm. is that they call that arranged marriages, right? Well, yeah, that was going to bring that up too. And, yeah, and they call that like you need to be able to. There's like a whole cultural thing behind it, as we think it, but it's the fact that as a father in talking to male, older male that have daughters. Cause I have a friend of mine. He had, um, she's like the middle child and she has two sisters and her dad is very much like, I want to make sure you girls are okay. When they bring potential husband figures to the father, the father wants to make sure like, yo, I've been taking care of my daughters to this level. I'm going to need to make sure that they're, they're, they're kept up. Right. So a lot of times with these cultural things, I think as a father, I could see where they want to make sure that their daughters are provided for. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want her to be like the whole Barbie thing and Ken thing. Sometimes love can't feed your ass. No. So, no. You no. so, so in other words, <laughs> instead of my parents being like, oh, wait till you find someone so you could do it together. They actually should have presented some suitors for me hey, to pick hey, from. Hey, hey, now. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take that one back. I need to have that conversation. And, and, Why and, didn't you provide suitors? So then the next thing... Would you have been open to that? Huh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Even if they had the money? Because that's another thing. Let's say you, your parents did, because those those matchmakers, they know what you like, right? And they well, know that's like, true. They, yeah. they, they come up with a list like there's a couple of Indian movies y'all need to watch that actually yeah. there's a whole process behind it so yeah. you may not know that yeah, person and true. like I said it may not be love but you could learn they say you could learn to love somebody so my that thing is, is if your parents bought you three fine looking guys they got the money they got everything you're looking for would you be hesitant if that was presented to you <laughs> let's talk about it probably not no okay probably not i mean and it's funny that you say that because i remember when i used to be a banquet manager and i had this one server i was talking to and she's ethiopian and she had an arranged marriage and she said that her kids now she had four kids here in the u.s and she said that if she had to do it all over again that she would want to marry for love and that she's not going to do the same thing to her kids that was done to her Wow. So I know her husband is really older than her, much mm-hmm. older than her. And it's crazy because she's the breadwinner. 
Really? Yeah. 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 Cause you know, those servers that work in the city, they're on gratuity. So they're making way over six figures. And I think her, I think her husband was a school bus driver. Was it, was he the breadwinner back home though? Like he might've been, he might've been in his family. Yeah. And his family back home, they might've been, I know that there was another server that said that, um, her family, it was like two goats and a cow. Mm-hmm. And you know, her family handed her over for two goats and a cow. So it's a Handed her over. Handed her over. <laughs> Yo, Lisa, I cannot handed it over with two goats. I think a matter of fact, I think my uncle still owes my grandfather a goat for my aunt, I think. <laughs> I cannot. Terry, Terry, don't be looking like that. <laughs> I mean, Terry, jump in anytime. Don't be looking like that, Terry. You, you. What happened? Go ahead, Terry. It's 50-50, right? Yeah. What's 50-50? Okay. You said the Ethiopian server said that the next time that she would marry for love. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Right. And then some people who marry for love would say they would marry for something Money. else. Exactly, mm-hmm. for money. So yeah. it's a 50-50 thing. So mm-hmm. it, it, basically, it it depends on the situation. But let's go back to that question that Bertie brought up, though, Lisa. If your parents came to you with suitable men. Suitors. Mm-hmm. And you mean to tell me you thought they were attractive, they were easy on the eyes. Yeah. You know they, they had, had good jobs. They checked they all the boxes. Exactly. You cannot tell me, Lisa, that you would not entertain at least one of them. Yeah, I would entertain it. Yeah, I would. I would entertain it. Okay. Because shit, that was was doing better than what I was doing back then. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. Now, I would say, (laughs) you know something? That's a whole nother episode, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, I would say there are some parents that have their children interest best interest at heart and would really make sure that all the boxes are checked however mm-hmm. there are some parents that mm, like they're looking at my the mother. provision oh. no my, my mother totally different any my mother any trinidadian man that come over here that don't have his business straight and we know what that means mm-hmm. He come over here. He don't have his business straight. Oh, yes. But he got pong a nail in a, in a wall. That's huh? not enough for me. How, wait, hold up. How would your mother know if he could pound a nail in a wall? Because How would he, she know that? Because he can do little odd jobs at her at her house. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought. Yeah. I know that. I know <laughs> If your mother knows he can how he can pound a nail into the wall, I don't think you want to know about that business either. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I was with Lisa up until you said that because I was like cringing too. I was like, well, do we want to share that? Like, are we sharing but anyway, yes. My thing is, so you're saying basically, if she could get something out of those guys, that could benefit her, no. even if it- what my mother is saying, what I got from her is that how, oh, he's handy. That's what she's saying. Oh, he's good with his hands. He's handy. He can come and he can fix things. He can, you know, like I said, he could pong a nail in the wall, meaning that he could hang a picture. He could put up curtains. He's handy. That's what she's saying. I guess you could hang the rent. 
check on the wall too. <laughs> but but, but see, the thing about it is I that they come here and then they're, you know, she tried to um, try to hook me up with one that was totally disrespectful. But mm. I told her that he was disrespectful. Oh, you know what you're talking about. Mm. Uh, maybe she's seen the way he pounded the nail. You know oh, something? I, however that worked, I would not take any request from my mother if she was to say, mm, you know something, this person is a nice guy or does it? Mm-mm, mm-mm. So let me ask you this, Terry. Is it because, so you don't have to answer and I don't want to put nobody on blast. Um, it's just because it's unfiltered and you went there. So I'm just going there. Is it because she doesn't know? how to select those type of guys based on... I just think everybody's not good at it. Some people are good at assessing people, and there's other people that are not good at assessing people. That's just what it is. I mean, we could take that with everyday people that we meet. Everybody has their pros, everybody has their cons. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it boils down to, because I'm sure there's a lot of families out there today that have had arranged marriage and it didn't turn out right because just like the one server who said her husband's a bus driver she's still with him but she's a provider now the other server that said that her parents gave her i don't know two two cows and a and a horse whatever (laughs) she ran away from him because he was abusive See? Oh, yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So not it, it, every situation is not going to be 100. You just might luck up if you have good parents that can make good decisions and that can assess people correctly. Or you got the kind of parents that are going to be like, all right, two cows and a goat. I'm mm-hmm. good. That is true. So I guess my question is, are they looking, are some people looking to see how they can benefit from it? Because if yeah, they've given, yeah. given off the two cows and a goat, in his head, he was probably, the parents was probably thinking, hmm, that's food right there. Mm-hmm. Food and money, because you could be able to produce and, make, you know, get money for it. Do they have that child's best interest at heart to make sure that this person is not only going to provide but is also going to love and respect and honor their child Mm. yep and then to tie it back around the reason why i use the title barbie and ken bs because growing up here in america you have the doll barbie Mm -hmm. and ken you know you have the perfect house you get married you have Mm -hmm. kids and then everything the white picket fence and you know as little girls you're growing up and just thinking that's how life is but the reality Mm -hmm. is that's not how life is Mm -hmm. because there's a double standard at the Mm -hmm. same time right Mm -hmm. i mean barbie just now has a bunch of um different Barbies you know what I'm saying like going to work because back in the day you're right when you have the dolls what was most of the time when you're playing with dolls what are they playing mommy and daddy right yep and you have a baby and then the little girls have their little stroller with their own baby so that's all that the little girls are taught like okay you aspire to grow up get married have children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but are you telling that for our boys no you know My mother asked me, uh, she said something the other day that, that, you know, I thought about. She said, boys stay in their mother's houses longer than girls because the girls go out to find apartments for these boys to shack up in. Mm. Wow. That's that's here in America. Or back home. I think in general. Yes, but more so here. So I Mm -hmm. had to come back with, I said, no. The reason why the boys stay in the house longer, 
my opinion, I'm putting out that disclaimer, is because they have somebody cooking and washing for them. So if I had all that going on, why am I leaving? Right. I don't have to pay no big set of rent. I have somebody cooking. When I come home, there's hot food there. When my clothes mm -hmm. are dirty, it's washed. When my sheets need changing and my room need cleaning, you doing it. So, hmm. Exactly. But you see, we women become independent and like, you know something? Mm -mm. First of all, two women can't live in the house. So no, they can't. So after no. a while, it's like, yes, I, deuces. Mm -hmm. I got to go out and I got to fend for myself. And instead of, I think, the parents helping the women become mm -hmm. strong and saying, you know something, you're going to go out there. Let me tell you what you need. We're going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to make sure you got a toolbox. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure you have all the tools in there. I'm going to show you how to hang this. I'm going to show you how to measure stuff. I'm going to show you how to put stuff together. Why isn't that? But remember, mothers also, I've heard, teach the sons how to cook. Oh, you have to depend on a woman. And, you know, so why is it, why is it that double standard, though? It's a double standard all over the place, mm -hmm. left, right, and center. Because then it's funny you brought up about the toolbox. My dad, when not too long after I moved out, bought me a toolbox and said to me, don't ever let any man see that you have a toolbox. Mm-hmm. Really? What was the reason? Because they'll feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I've seen it over the years. Yeah. Really? Hey, yeah. You, you're right. There are certain things that, unfortunately... The mindset is that we're supposed to be pretty. So how we, Lisa, you always said, you know, in all culture, children should be seen and not heard. Right. Mm -hmm. Women should be dolled up and pretty. Mm -hmm. Right. You yeah. stand behind your men and mm -hmm. you look pretty and all of that. So when you come in and you're able to do certain things. Right. It's one of those things like, oh, wait a minute. You could do this. You could because because they look at you like, oh, well, what do you need me for? Yeah, they have to feel needed. But see, that that's some listen. Mm, BS. That that bull. This is the BS part of the episode. Because I know the other thing too that's a big controversy is like that submissiveness, right? If we really talk about it, like women from biblical, from the pulpit down to the street, they will tell you like a lot of women, black women, whether you're Caribbean or not, you know, now it's changed with how we're supposed to be submissive, not submissive. You know what I'm saying? It's very confusing, the whole submissive mm -hmm. thing. But me. then again, Barbie and Ken, Barbie didn't go off to work. Mm -hmm. Ken did. Barbie just was in there frying the, the fake eggs and pulling the stroller <laughs> and, and had the fake vacuum and had the dollhouse. Cause I know my uncle, he built me a dollhouse. Oh really? I mean, yeah, and you had the little thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there was nobody in there when I was playing with Barbie being like, she got to go to work. She got to go to school. She got to hold a job. Nah, Ken did that. Yeah, that is true though. But then you grow up and it's like, that's not reality. That is true. Yeah. But do you think like as okay, so like how we talk about like the submissiveness, right? So should should we teach our boys also like I feel like that word submissive people to understand like both if you're in a relationship, right? You both should be submissive to that relationship, right? Correct. Correct. So 
I feel like it's so put on women, right, to be submissive. And why is that? Because again, it's they are not. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa. Mm. Finish off. Finish off. No, you're correct. Intimidation. You're correct. Mm. So how do yeah. we? So how do we get away from that conditioning? Like, do you that, think? Yeah. How do we get away from that conditioning? Is we start to teach our little boys that mm. you too should aspire to marriage. You too should aspire to have kids. Mm-hmm. You too should aspire to be a provider in the home. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not provider, but a contributor to the home. Yeah. And right? I think you, you should define the roles, right? Because I absolutely. feel like you, like back in, I don't think for me, I could speak for me personally, the role in how marriage were defined in the male and female role, I think the traditional mm-hmm. back in the day, what worked for our parents no mm-hmm. longer applies. It may apply for some people, but I don't think it it applies because we've learned and grown so much. And we've also have discovered, like we just said, a lot of these women were those old marriages and they were not happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they're mm-hmm. still not happy. They're just there because they somebody's providing. So I'm just going to deal with it. It's been 20 years. I've raised kids, blah, blah, blah. But they really have not like they've had dreams and they've had goals. They were not able to attain those things. Right. When mm-hmm. it comes out and some are happy, it works for them. So I think personally for me, I feel like when it comes to like that Barbie and Ken thing, like it should, you should be the persons in that relationship defining what that looks like what that feels like, what that is. Because like you said, nowadays, some women are breadwinners while some men stay home and raise the kids. I've seen that too. But Bertie, here's the thing. To piggyback on what you're saying, in order to define that and to show what it looks like, they have to have some kind of example. And we do not have proper examples. No, we don't. We have broken relationships from people that are broken. So how do you get into this quote unquote, okay, we sitting down here and we're defining, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. This was, no, we don't even have a go-to because again, we're coming from broken houses. So it goes back to the conversation. You do the work within yourself, because Mm -hmm. I also believe that even though, because the thing is like, my parents had a broken relationship, right? Didn't work out for whatever reason. My mom put it on blast. She's still, my dad's been dead for over 20 years. It still has an effect on her. She's still bringing up bullshit that I'm like, ain't nobody got no time for that. You should be healed from this. Like, let's go, let's move on, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you spending over 20 years of your life, somebody that's passed away and you still have that brokenness in you. Right. But I had to realize it's because she has not dealt with that pain. Right. She has not dealt with working on herself to move on from it. Right. So it's it's trauma. Yeah. So it's that in that part. So for me, I had to recognize like, yo, wait a minute. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to end up like that. Right. So the thing is, I started looking at it like, okay, She's this way for a valid reason. She's not going to tell me, but I don't want to end up like that. So what can I do differently? Because I don't have an example, right? But I feel like God also 
places other people and other example around you you have to be open to if it even if it's not your family or you know what i'm saying but he will place examples around you that you have to recognize and ask questions and then do the work for you to be able to say okay i want something different and then begin to you know seek that out for yourself because sometimes it falls on you believe it or not but no it does we all have to do the work Mm-hmm. In in order to do the work, you have to stand in your truth. A lot of people are not ready to do that. Once Correct. you are honest about who and what you are, then everything else becomes a little bit easier. But if you are not, or being can, you're living in this fantasy world. You're right. Boom. You're absolutely right. Well said. Beautiful. Well, folks, I don't know. It's a lot of boot BS going on. <laughs> there is. There's a lot of bad examples that have been set, and we have to sit down, figure out what we want, and what we're going to do to be the change that we mm-hmm. want to see. And like Terry said, we got to do the work. Yeah. But all right, ladies, I'm glad we had this conversation. I definitely want our fans out there definitely comment and let us know what other what Ken and Barbie bull. <laughs> <laughs> you are experiencing and what you would like to see differently in your relationships, all relationships. Yeah. And if you have great examples too, to help us do the work, like, you know, sometimes people can have tips that can help us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If that has worked for you. So Mm -hmm. we'd love to hear that too. Yeah, definitely. All right, ladies, we are out. Thank you for joining us this week on Unfiltered Lyman with BLT. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and join our Facebook page. As always, subscribe to our show to catch every new episode. Leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh and exciting content. See you next Thursday, same time, same station. Unfiltered Lyman with BLT is edited and produced by Unfiltered Lyman with BLT. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. This year has reminded us of the importance of saving for the unexpected. And as a bank, our job is to make that a little easier for everyone. That's why at Huntington, we're so proud to introduce Money Scout. It analyzes your checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to your savings automatically. It's that simple. So you can always be saving, even now. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC.